the Women's Creative dares their listeners to hurdle their dreams. Tune in to our weekly podcast to hear from individuals who are breaking down barriers, solving problems, and making the world a better place. Hear the stories of these business owners who chose to take the road less traveled. Join us for Not There Yet. All right. Hi, guys. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Not There Yet. This is Lindsay. And Stacy. Hey. Hey, hey. Uh, what you are about to hear is uh, I had an amazing time interviewing Katie May, the founder of uh, May's Night Market and May's Place. Yeah. And she's she's just outstanding. Yeah, she's I, I listened to it and I was like, what? Yeah. First of all, like six years. So she's done in seven years. Mm-hmm. Is mind blowing. It's mind blowing, and she is. We, you'll hear me say this throughout the interview because mm-hmm. I mean, I, we were. Um, I was almost in tears listening to her, but yeah. she's truly living her passion, her purpose. For sure, you know, like people talk about that, but she's walking the walk and talking the talk. It's yeah. inspir- It's inspiring. Like her passion mm-hmm. for what she's doing in the thought behind it Mm -hmm. like she's very thoughtful and intentional with her business and that is really beautiful and y'all will hear that on that on that episode oh can't wait and it's she's she's so cool she was in corporate america she Mm had um you know kind of a tragic circumstance happen and she realized life is too short and she decided to invest in sustainable fashion because you'll hear this again later but sustainable fashion is the second most um um unsustainable sure. uh, industry in the world. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to be a part of the solution, not the problem. I love it. Me too. She's inspiring. Yes. She's on the move. She's on the move. Uh, this morning when we interviewed, she literally, she was, she's moving right now, literally on like, the move. literally on the move. <laughs> she's moving from her original uh, brick and mortar to City Foundry. Yeah. And she undid her pigtails put on some makeup and came to join us. She showed up. She's amazing. Yeah. And it was just so inspiring to have her with us. One part that I reflect about was her saying, get to know yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I think that is a beautiful journey when you're in a business or if you're starting a business or thinking about it is knowing who you are. Cause if you know who you are, then you know what you stand for. That screams through your mission and the work that you do. Yep. Um, and it makes it very much so intentional in you to continue to be consistent mm-hmm. with your business. So her saying she took the time to go deep and she took the time to get to know herself, I think is that, like you said, inspiring. It shows her passion. And I believe it's like a force behind why her business is growing mm-hmm. um, because she's just so intentional and like took the time to do that. So that yeah. was like a big takeaway for me. Um, I love that that's yeah. what you took away too. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It's people want to shop and support people who know who they are. Yeah. And she also talked a lot about mental health. Yes. And, you know, we all know um, Stacy has a business. I have a business. Mm-hmm. We're on the broader women's creative team and it can be really isolating to be at the top. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I love that Katie, um, as a woman who knows who she is, she... Mm-hmm leans into um, empowering others to empowering focus on their mental health. And finding a tribe. Yeah. Because it can be lonely um, when you're a mm-hmm. solopreneur and you're the, sometimes you've worn many hats at some point in your business and you have to find that tribe. And mm-hmm. I love, I, I, we're not going to give out all the gems. No, it's just no, like, no. Just, finding, mm-hmm. just finding a tribe. You'll find out yep. what that looks like to her, what that feels like if you, you're not alone in this and 
um, it, it is okay to seek out to have like people who think like you, who can, who are, who don't think like you and who could just be your people as you're going, journeying through um, just building a brand in your business. Mm-hmm. So Exactly. She found her sounding board. Yes. Thank you for listening and being our sounding board. Yes. Uh, okay, so buckle up and get ready to tune in to our interview with uh, Katie May. Thanks, y'all. Thanks. The Women's Creative couldn't be more excited to record our weekly podcast at Shock City Studios. Their large format studio specializes in music, podcasts, and audiobooks. If you're looking for a space for you, call Shock City Studios. All right. Uh, thank you for tuning in to this interview with Katie May, the owner of May's Place and the founder of the May's Night Market as well. Thank you for being here. I'm so honored to be here. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. Uh, for those of you out here, out there who love vintage, uh, Katie is your, she is your connoisseur of the vintage. <laughs> uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, May's Place and the market that you do as well? Sure. Um, we are almost to our seventh year with May's Place. Um, we're primarily a vintage clothing shop at this point. We've evolved quite a bit over those um, seven years. We initially started a little bit more as like a general store concept with vintage and antique housewares and uh, furniture with like a rack of vintage clothing. Um, it was an endeavor with my husband and I together, and it was kind of like a culmination of our interests. And, um, you know, he has his full-time gig and, and the shop became mine, and I kind of slowly started putting more and more and more clothes in there because that's my background and my passion. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where we're at today. Amazing. And then uh, the night market, I believe this is our sixth year. Obviously, there was that gap year with um, everything happening. But uh, we started at the Ready Room, which is a music venue in the Grove. And um, after 2020, we moved to the Foundry. And it's just grown and been really wonderful. It's so fun. (laughs) It's so fun. It is the place it like for even it is the night market. How many vendors do you have? Uh, around 40 usually. Okay. And then how many par- um guests and shoppers do you have come out? Oh man. Um it kind of fluctuates and it's really hard to keep account because it's outdoors and mm-hmm. um but I've heard like 4 to 5,000. That's amazing. <laughs> it is the place. So the next one's in 2 weeks, right? Yeah, Friday, September 23rd, we have um so the way I kind of like um, curate the vendors. It's primarily a fashion event. There's about um, half are either going to be vintage clothing curators or local fashion designers. Um, we have a couple, sometimes we have a couple boutiques. I don't know that we have any boutiques this time. And then we also have some jewelry makers, um, accessory brands, some um, home home things, uh, <laughs> candles, all, like a, a good like mix. That's amazing. Yeah, a little something for everybody. I mean, you can, you truly can go to the market with the intention to buy one thing and leave with 10 other thousand things because <laughs> there's something for everyone. Yeah, definitely. And there's like, there's good drinks, there's entertainment. It is just, you've built this beautiful atmosphere that's truly, it's like, it's sensory overload of things to do <laughs> and things to experience. So, I mean, well done. It's amazing. Thank you. Um, okay, so we've talked a little bit about where you are. What's the purpose of your work? Like, what gets you to wake up in the morning? And, you know, we know you love what you do, but, like, mm. what's your purpose? Um, that's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> On a macro level, I would say it really has a lot to do with just kind of, like, um, challenging the status quo, the current system. I um, worked, I, I've worked in retail since I was 16. I went to school for fashion, and then I worked in corporate retail and fashion, um, and just kind of after all that time, 
it didn't align with my values anymore. And I was just really like, you know, there's got to be another way. This is not sustainable on so many levels. And um, that's really kind of where I decided to go into something that was more, you know, really passion driven for me and something that I really believed in. So um, with May's Place, we try to offer a sustainable alternative to fast fashion retailers. A lot of people don't know that the fashion industry is the second biggest polluter um, past the oil industry. So really from, um, you know, the pesticides used to grow the materials and the um, like polyester being an oil-based product all the way to um, the the levels of consumption that people are like just buying, buying, buying all these cheap garments and maybe wear them once and then they end up either um, in a landfill or just like at the bottom of their drawer for years. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, um, it's not, it's not sustainable on so many levels. So I just really want to challenge people to rethink um, how they're buying, where they're buying, and also how to um, kind of vote for the kind of world that they want to see with where they choose to spend their money and who they choose to support. I love that. Thank you. Oh, that's so, that's, I think we all need a little piece of that in our lives. And I think there, there is this, um, I just don't think there's an understanding of how unsustainable like fast fashion truly is. Mm-hmm. It's With- definitely growing in the mainstream. I think there's a lot of really positive um, campaigns and initiatives and organizations that are out there really trying to make that known. Mm-hmm. But also it's like a multi-billion dollar industry. So there's plenty of people out there trying to push this. Um, you know, there's a lot of greenwashing of um, fast fashion labels saying they have these like sustainable collections and all that. But really like, again, like you're just pushing all of this overconsumption and it's it's kind of a mask a little bit to say that some of these people are putting out. Well, and you end up wearing the same thing as everyone else. Mm-hmm, I remember exactly. showing up to a baby shower and we were there were three of us in the same dress. Uh. <laughs> and I, that's when I started learning a little bit yeah. more about fast fashion and mm-hmm. how like how on green it was. And that was for me kind of that moment where I was like, I want to know more so I can, you know, start being a part of the solution and not the problem. Mm-hmm. So when when did you really start um when did you feel like that was your purpose? You found it. And you wanted to kind of implement that into the rest of your life? Ooh, question. Um, was there, so was there a moment, was there like a documentary you saw or a story that kind of impacted you? Because you have, you've truly, this is, you're living your purpose. And not many people can say that. You're truly living it. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's so exciting to see. And But so just, I didn't know if there was a moment for you that kind of like cascaded it. Um. I don't think so. I think it's like kind of a collection of things. So I've always kind of, you talk a lot about the road less traveled. I feel mm-hmm. like my whole life has kind of been the road less traveled, like feeling a little bit like I want to do whatever everyone else is not doing. Mm-hmm. So I've always been interested in like counterculture and um, just, yeah, kind of like pushing against the grain a little bit. And um, in college, you know, that's when I really started doing the thrifting and all of that, just having like a big... Um, like champagne taste on a beer budget, if you will, with style and fashion and, <laughs> and looking to stand out, looking to be different with my style and all of that. And then um, when I was working in my corporate job, I had a friend pass away unexpectedly. And um, that was really kind of the moment of being like, okay, like life's too short. Let's like really um, go with what feels, what I feel drawn towards, what is driving me, what I'm interested in. Um, it's kind of always been about just like, you only get one life and I'm not going to live it doing something that I'm not extremely passionate about and that doesn't feel fulfilling. Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, everyone listening, and you're going to be listening to this at various times of the day, but 
for us right now, it's about 9.40. And that was that <laughs> phrase right there was stronger than coffee. Like, that's all the caffeine I need for the rest of the day. Oh, my God. I I think, like, if that's one thing people can take away, it's that, like, life is too short. And you mm. need to implement your values and your mission into your life. Thank you for sharing that. You're so welcome. That's, I mean, May's Place, I love clothes. I love style. Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of, like, the base level of it. But it really is about just, like, encouraging people to live with intention, to really get to know yourself and your values and what a difference it makes to actually walk those out every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be able to do any of the things I've done or create any things I've created without really just like going deep and being like, all right, this is what I'm choosing and I'm just going to go for it. Oh, thank you. You've talked a lot about, you know, in passing with you, you've talked a lot about your team that you've built, mm. you know, because we're all just as strong as the sum of our parts. And yeah. so talk a little bit about your team. They all sound amazing. And they're all like, they're living your values. They're wearing your values. <laughs> um, you know, like, how have you found them? And mm-hmm. I know when you find good people, it's important to hold them, hold them tight. Absolutely. So just talk a little bit about your team and how you've created that. Yeah, um, I have four with me. Um, most of them, two of them have been with me over four years. Um, so one of them I've known for like half my life, she actually married my husband and I. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, it. Um, Danny is our oldest, most supportive customer. She was in high school when she started shopping at Mays and just really is like so unique and so her own person and just really amazing. Um, so as soon as she was like, hey, like, you think I could maybe work here? I was like, absolutely. Like, you are like the brand in a sweet little package. She's <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, my friend Elise, who is my visuals and merchandising manager, is just an absolutely brilliant um, aesthetics-driven, like uh, visionary. Like mm-hmm. she has such a an amazing eye for um, creating, you know, beautiful styling. The the shop always looks amazing because of her. Um, Allie is my like vintage guru. She's had um, a vintage brand in the past and just came on looking for like a really great group of women to work with and luckily has been very happy with uh, us. So we understand that awesome. like yeah. building up women and <laughs> totally. holding them close. Absolutely. So um, it's been super important to me throughout this whole thing. I, I, I opened my shop knowing that having a family was also incredibly important to me. And um, I've been very fortunate that, um, you know, my husband works as well and we're not in a position where I have to provide for our family from this business. So um, knowing that, we wanted to build a family. I really wanted to invest in my team and people that I knew could uphold my vision and really stand in our values when I, um, you know, took a step back when I had my daughter. Um, so that's been super important to me and they have been huge. I wouldn't be, you know, where I am today without them. If you're listening, thank you for helping Katie move <laughs> her vision forward because it's important to all of us. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. So, uh, you, we've talked about this, and I think I could probably guess what it is mm-hmm. um, because, again, you live your passion. But if you had to pick one line or one slogan for your life's work mm-hmm. in your life, what would it be? I think I know what you think I would say. Yeah. <laughs> um, my <laughs> business's slogan is Be Green by Vintage, um, which I think kind of speaks for itself. But um, from more of like a personal overarching level, I always reference Be the Change You Wish to See in the World. It's a quote from Mahatma Gandhi. And... Um, I just really always hold myself to extremely, probably too high standards of like, um, you know, how I choose to do, how I choose to be a mother, how I choose to be a leader and all these things, because I think that there's so much that needs to change in the world. And we really need to see examples of how that can be played out. 
So I always strive to, you know, really put out there what I want to see change. Well, you're doing it. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. So thank you. Uh, something that's very exciting for you right now is yeah. that you are you are actively moving. Actively today, we're yeah. moving things. She, she undid the pigtails and joined us today, ladies and gentlemen. And yes. she looks fabulous. Thank you. Um, so thank you for making time to be here today. Totally, I'm so happy to be here. Um, tell us about the move. Where are you going? Where are you, you know what's next? Yeah, so we have been in the Grove for uh, three years now, which is our second location. And um, earlier this summer, we had um, heard that our building was going to be sold. And it was kind of like, uh, okay, what's next? What are we doing? Um, so for the time being, we're going to be popping up at City Foundry through the holidays, which we're super excited about. We've had, um, like I said, really successful night markets there. So it just seemed like a really logical choice to somewhere to kind of like hunker down while we figure out a forever home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're going to be right next door to Procure. Yes. And our friends at Golden Gems. So we're very excited. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the shopping district for <laughs> this season. Golden Gems. Uh, May's Place and Procure, which we, by now on this podcast, may or may not have talked about just a little bit, um, but it's where we house um, 30 plus women-owned vendors, local women-owned vendors in one place. So um, City Foundry, when you get out of the parking garage, go to the left and you are in shopping Mecca. Everything you need. Everything local. (laughs) It's so exciting. Um, okay, if someone listened to this mm-hmm. and they left knowing one thing about you or mm-hmm. your story, what would you want it to be? Um, I've thought about this question, and for me, in the age of social media, I think it's really important for me to say that everything that I've done, everything I've accomplished, has all been as someone who really struggles with my mental health. And um, I think it's really easy to see someone online and kind of compare yourself or like, oh, they must have all their shit together <laughs> and mm-hmm. like, you know, all these things. And um, it's really been through the support of my husband and my family and my team and my friends and my coaches and my therapist that it like really, you know, um, owning a business can be super isolating. It can be like extremely, um, hard just emotionally and, um, it is possible. <laughs> you can do it. You know, you have to really put in the effort to find the support that you need, but it is possible. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> You're welcome. I think I think a lot of people they see kind of the glamorous side of being a business owner, mm-hmm. and just like you said, it can be extremely isolating. Ooh, it's hard. <laughs> it is hard. You're the one at the top making those decisions, and mm-hmm. a lot of the decisions affect your team. So there's times where you can't make these, you know, decisions by consensus. It's like you have to make these just these hard decisions on your own. Totally. And I don't know if you are familiar with the five love languages. If you've read that book before, oh. Yes, my um, husband is quality time. Nice. Well, mine is words of affirmation. Me too. So I don't have a boss being like, you're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Like, keep it up. It's like <laughs> patting me on the back. So a lot of times I have to like, you know, my coach or my husband or whoever, like, not that I need to seek a ton of like external validation necessarily, but it is really helpful to get that feedback. And when you're so the helpful. one at the top, like, who you can feedback from, you know? Right. Oh my God. So, uh, I have never really thought about that. <laughs> That's and like you don't want to go to social. It's like social is. It's still it's a great marketing tool, but it can be such a. It's a like vanity metric almost. Yeah, for sure. And so it's like you can go there for your validation. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever found like the women's creative? We talk about this concept of business bestie a mm-hmm. little bit. Oh yeah. Do you have any like business besties who you can go to for that support? Oh for sure. We, so my friends and I have a group chat. There's like eleven of us. It's kind of really nice because it serves. where most of us are mothers, mm-hmm. and a lot of us are business owners. So it's a really great sounding board for like, um, you know. My kids home from school. I have so much to do. Like all of these, like 
um, ways that we can kind of come together to support each other and really um, encourage and yeah, be there for one another. Thank you for sharing. All right. Well, if you're listening um, and if you've been, if you're a business owner and you've been struggling with that isolation and maybe not even realizing that you were feeling isolated, hold your friends close, hold your business besties closer. And um, if you need a place, the Women's Creative, we have our membership and it could be a great place for you. Um, So Katie, thank you so much. Absolutely. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. This was amazing. (laughs) So we've talked a lot about what's next for you Mm -hmm. with the move. You're living your mission and your purpose. And it's so exciting for us to see. Uh, Anything else? You know, if someone wants to follow you on social, where can they, uh, what's your handle? Yeah, so Maze Place is at Maze Place underscore STL. The Night Market is at Maze Night Market. You can shop our collection um, in store. So this weekend, uh, which will probably be past once this is live, <laughs> but we're closing up shop on Manchester this weekend. And then we are launching our pop-up at the Night Market on September 23rd at City Foundry. Amazing. Yeah, by the time you're listening to this, you'll be at City Foundry. So run, don't walk, and go <laughs> shop Maze Night. <laughs> Maze, Maze Place. Um, thank you, Katie. Yeah, thanks, Lindsay. This was so fun. All right, and uh, thank you for tuning in to Not There Yet. These are the stories of women our, women in our community who have taken the road less traveled, and we're so grateful that they choose to gift our, gift our listeners and us with their story. So thank you, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, y'all.